0: Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they have 18 amazing flavors. Go to BiltBar.com and try yours. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your first order.
1: You're Locked On Devils. Your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Alrighty. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Lockdown Devils podcast here on the Lockdown Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's day two of a crossover. That's right. John Chick of Lockdown Rangers is back for another crossover episode and we have a lot more to discuss from yesterday so if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode basically we talked about Rooney we talked about Kincaid we talked about the futures of both our teams and you know what uh the thing is I I really admire what the Rangers are doing with uh their rebuild because they're not rushing anything they're not trying to make any splash trades they're not trying to make any splash signings when I say the devil should have made a splash signing I am by far just kidding because I just feel though we should take it slowly like we need to take this slowly and surely we're not going to be back in the uh, deep run of the playoffs for another few years so I I hate to get people's hopes up but you know what Or get people's hopes up I I meant shatter people's hopes because listen we're we're nowhere close to getting to where we want to be but hey anything is possible someday just uh, not today so yeah we're going to continue to cross over and we have a lot more to discuss and I hope you guys are going to look forward to it and, uh, yeah, I think I've talked long enough. I think that's about all I have. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have more free agency news for the New Jersey Devils, so we need to talk about another trade they would made, another signing they made. We, we have a lot more to discuss. Free agency has just begun, and you know what? There's only just so many episodes I could do, so uh, bear with me. So, get ready for a whirlwind of more episodes, analysis, uh, interview breakdowns. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to the draft and talk about our rookies. Just I have so many ideas. My head is spinning. I, I normally Normally tell you guys what I'm gonna do because you know nothing really happens during the off season or you know but prior to the draft nothing really was going on so Lightning win the championship that's it it's pretty much a dead period we just talk about the draft we talk about other things but you know uh, as soon as the draft ended free agency begun and uh, it all went to hectic so you know it's it's all wild right now so uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, get ready for a whirlwind of episodes. Just my, like I said, my mind is spinning. I have so many ideas, and just uh, a, a few episodes in me to do it at a time. So. Uh, yeah, let, let, let's uh, bring back John in. But first, uh, oh boy, uh, I, I think I need to inform you guys something. But what do I need to inform you on? Uh, oh, yeah. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and Fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Xenu to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. All right, listeners, let me level with you for a second. Talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, oh, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it all together with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm not just feeling it. Uh, I'm watching the New Jersey Devils game. Uh, can we just cuddle instead? But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. How do I get started, you might be asking? Well, it's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be so tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash NHL. You know how we do it on this show. Usually I repeat my advertisement so that way you don't have to rewind it and so that way you get the point. Go to GetRoman.com slash locked LockedOnNHL. All righty, let's bring back John. John, take it away, or me, take it away. Uh, y- you know what, let's just continue with this crossover.
1: One player that I wanted to ask you about, and you touched on him a little bit just a second ago, but that's Corey Crawford. Um, you know, the Devils give him a two-year deal worth a total of $7.8 million dollars. Uh, do you like this move? Cause he is getting a little bit older. He's, but he, you know, at the same time, he knows what it takes to win. He's won a couple of Stanley cups. And uh, I suppose you guys really just needed a goalie. Now that Corey Schneider is no longer in the fold, but I mean, how do you feel overall about the, the signing of Corey Crawford? I like it. I, I think he
2: still has a lot to offer and You know, we know a lot about having old goalies with, we- because, you know, Marty Brodor was with us for, like, what, 20 years or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, we know a thing or two about uh, trying to keep all the goalies. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, his record, uh, 16 and, and, and 20. Um, you know, the goal's against average, 2.77. So um, I think he'll be solid. He'll definitely be a better option than Corey Schneider because I was thinking, like, okay, Corey Schneider's gone, so... Uh last offseason, I mean, last season, it was usually just uh, Blackwood and Schneider alternating positions. And it was a matter of who is it doing that bad? Like, who's n- not the worst? So, you right. know, we can't do that. I, I was thinking, okay, Blackwood is going to be starting, like, what, uh, 70 or something games for us. He- he's going to step up. And then literally a few hours later, it was announced that Corey Crawford is coming to the Devils organization. And I was like, okay, this- I think this is decent. Okay, he he's not the player that he once was, uh, like, back in 2010, 2011, but he still can uh, help us uh, at, in the long run. And um, I, I haven't really touched on him too much in my show just yet, but um, I, I think um, it's interesting, to say the least. It's very interesting because we're signing, a like you said, an older player to a two-year deal. So I think Fitzgerald is like, we need to win now and I'm just like uh, okay I think I I are we gonna shock the world or like what what, what are we doing but um yeah I, I I think it's a I think it's a decent move I'm, I mean he's not like I said he's not the player he once was back in uh back in the early 2010 period
1: but you know it's all right what can happen
2: what's the worst that can happen?
1: Yeah, the other thing, too, I think, you know, when you've got a guy who's, you know, gone through the Stanley Cup playoffs and won a couple of championships, I think, you know, he walks into that locker room with a certain amount of credibility. And I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I got to imagine, you know, being a Devils fan or, you know, even being a player on the Devils and seeing this lackluster goaltender play over these last few years. It's got to be kind of demoralizing when you've got guys who are letting everything go by them. And, you know, Crawford, at the very least, you know, he's going to he's going to make some nice saves every now and then, and I, I feel like maybe that can lift the spirits of the team a little bit. I mean, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that as well.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, we we need a lot of help. We need a lot of help. Like, uh, Blackwood played, I think, given. And, um, of course, it was it was sort of like, uh, oh, man, what player were we talking about? We were talking about uh, Kincaid, where, you know, he started off good, but it was sort of like a train crash, like you know, yeah, you know, he's uh, chugging on the on the uh, train tracks really well, slips and everything goes goes wrong. Everything goes awry, like um, uh, you know that that's what uh, Corey Schneider was like. Like he started off well, um, and, and I thought he would be a great goalie for our organization because we added him. I think when Brodor was at the um, tail end of his career. Um, so I think I a season or two before he decided to go to the Blues for for his final season. So, um, yeah, it's definitely demoralizing when we have someone like Marty Brodor. And those are big shoes to fill. So a lot of people don't know this about Corey Schneider, but he's actually like tops in, in for Devils goalies in games played, um, goals against average. Um, I, I believe stage and things of that nature, because he's been with the Devils organization for so long, longer anticipated, and yet. And yet people are going to forget about that because towards the end of his career, um, he, he just, um, he, he, he just, uh, fell off. So okay. it was just what were we do. And uh, it was at the point where we've actually waived him a couple of times. No team wanted him. And, uh, we, he had to be sent down to our minor league organization.
1: Yeah. Uh, I figure, you know, switching gears a little bit here. Um, would you want to talk about the draft and, and the devils, you know, they, they take, uh, Alexander Holtz at the number seven overall pick and you know you me and a bunch of the other lockdown hosts we did a mock draft a while back and I remember I believe you wanted Jamie Drysdale with that pick was that right? I did because
2: yeah. uh, JD was so um, he was so hooked on the fact that the uh, Ducks were going to grab uh, um, Holtz because I talked the the thing is I I talked about it on my show um, back in August and I was like Literally, one of the topics we did was Alexander Holtz to the New Jersey Devils. And because I was so confident that he would go there because um, because I, I saw it on mock drafts. I saw he was ranked like seventh out of all European skaters and things of that nature. And, but J, but uh, JD was like, no, 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 Alexander Holtz is coming to us and it's going to be uh, surefire. I was like okay let let's find another player and I wanted Jamie Drysdale because I was like the Devils need help defensively and of course this was before I, I, I they announced that they were going to get Murray <laughs> and so I was like I want Drysdale cuz I think Drysdale will help us defensively he'll be a great uh, fit into our organization he's kind of small he's like 5 foot. he's like 5 foot 11 but you know he can gain some muscle or you know eat eat McDonald's every day I don't know <laughs> and just um, and, and just put out some weight.
0: Let me tell you something about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The Improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors including nut and non-nut flavors, 6 new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Uh, 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 uh. Sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, built Bars are healthy. Bilt Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bilt Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off at BiltBar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to Bilt dot com and get your built bars right now. Uh yeah,
2: um I actually want to ask you a question because I don't think we touched on it enough. Lafreniere is just like uh, is there any chance that he could be like um like uh Sidney Crosby, like put up Sidney Crosby Patrick Kane like uh or Sidney Crosby and, and Patrick
1: Kane, you know, type, type uh, numbers? Yeah, I mean, I think certainly the potential is at least there. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, given the fact that, you know, he's yet to take his first NHL shift. But, you know, everything you're hearing from analysts is that this guy really is a generational talent. He's one of the best players available in the draft in a very, very long time. So I think that kind of upside certainly exists. I mean, you watch his highlights and, you know, I realize the QMJHL is not the NHL. He's going to have a tougher time uh, in the NHL than he did in the QMJHL. But, you know puts up the video game-like numbers. It looks like he's just moving around, guys, and they're just standing still. He really just is on a whole nother level in that league. And by all accounts, you know, also, he's got all the intangibles. He's got, you know, a competitive mindset. He's a leader for, you know, the QMJHL team, Ramoski, that he played for. And, you know, the sky's the limit. And I think, you know, coming to the Rangers, he plays left wing, I think in due time, I don't know if this will happen right away. I think he'll make the Rangers opening night roster. I don't think they're going to waste any time and have him in the AHL or anything like that. I don't know. I, I would imagine he'd probably be on the third line to start things off, but sooner or later, I think he's going to work his way up and uh, you know possibly be on a line with Mika Zibanejad. I think that could happen at a certain point, and that could really get him going. Uh, Capo Caco, obviously, the Rangers took him second overall this past this past draft, you know, before this one, and I think at a certain point you're going to see the two of them on the same line. It'll be fun to see what they can do as well. So, I mean, I'm thrilled about Alexi Lafreniere. I know that you know Trey. The last time we talked we mentioned, you know, is there any chance that the rangers might bungle this and take somebody else or would they trade the top the top pick and i didn't think so, you know, i thought it really was about a 99% chance that they would just a keep the pick and b use it to take lafreniere. But, you know, i think it also makes sense that they at least, you know, left that door cracked a little bit if a team came along and just blew their minds with a draft offer, then they could at least hear them out. Uh, but You know, this is an offseason where the Rangers really have a lot of difficult decisions to make. So let's not overcomplicate this thing, man. They completely lucked into getting the first overall pick. Just take the guy that everybody's calling a generational talent and just move on. And that's what they did. And I'm thrilled about it. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You
2: can thank Lindy Ruff, our head coach, for helping you guys because he made your defensive (laughs) line, uh, with the exception of Adam Fox, absolutely atrocious. Uh yeah, I asked you that question because uh it was just interesting for me because uh because you know, I heard from a couple of people saying that, you know, the devils could actually maybe take like Quentin Banks. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Something like that. Um and also what was I about to say? Uh yeah, I, I heard uh Sabres um Sabres were like interesting in getting your first overall pick, maybe like for Jack Eichel or
1: something like that. You know. Yeah, there were I believe. There were some Jack Eichel trade rumors that were kind of floating around, you know, leading up to the draft, and I heard, you know, some rumors that maybe the Rangers were interested in him, but, you know, the, I, I never really bought into it because, first of all, the Sabres, they had just made a trade to acquire Eric Stahl, who I believe is 35 years old, and he's definitely on the last last year of his contract, so... If you're the Sabres, why would you make a move like that and then turn around and trade your franchise player in Jack Eichel? That that would make no sense. Those two moves directly contradict each other. And I don't know. I mean, Jack Eichel, you know, he is making a lot of money. That would be a lot of uh, contract for the Rangers to take on. He is a fantastic young player. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't intrigued by the idea of trading for Jack Eichel, but I don't know. I just never really thought it was in the cards for the Rangers. And, you know, I talked about it a little bit on my show. You know, it'll be fun to see him out there with Artemi Panarin and this, that, and the other thing, but... I never, like, fully bought into it. And, again, the fact that they had just brought in Eric Stahl and now they bring in Taylor Hall on just a one-year deal, you're going to turn around and trade Jack Eichel? Like, that just wouldn't make any sense. So, I, I, no, I, I, I can't see Jack Eichel being moved. Maybe they saw
2: uh, that maybe Lafreniere could be like what, what you were saying, which is, like, he won't be in the AHL and will just play in the NHL right away. I don't know. He could make a difference.
1: You know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know, though.
2: I mean, are you going to It'd be it'd be a risk on both sides on your guys? end, yes, you get an already proven player. But at the same time, how high can his ceiling go? And for them, it's like you have an unproven player. So it, is he worth the hype or will he just fall off? So it's a risk on both sides.
1: Exactly. I'd rather have Lafreniere, you know, on an entry level contract where obviously he's cost controlled. Rather than taking on Jack Eichel, who I believe, I can't remember exactly what his salary is, but I'm sure it's at least north of $8 million, and I think it's getting toward like even $10 million a year. I would have to look that up, but yeah, give me year all the way on that. Uh, salary is $10 million. Wow. Yeah, so they, see, that's a lot, and I, I'd rather just take our chances again with, with the generational talent there. Yeah, so they signed him to an eight year contract with uh, $10 million. Uh,
2: this was. Back in uh, when was this? Back in uh, 2017, October 2017. So yeah, you you would still have them for a few years, but at the same time, 10 million per year. That the the Devils uh we we have like oh my god, uh we we have Subban to like um, we have Subban we have Subban for like eight years, 72 million in general, which is nine million a year. So. And you're saying that eight million is a lot. Well, I know it's a million dollar differential, but still, it's like, uh, yeah, I I know that feeling. It would be a huge risk because if he doesn't live up to that, or you know, yeah. things of that nature. So, you know, that that you do have a point. But yeah, it was just something interesting, and I wanted to get yeah, your thought yeah. on it because I never never asked you about it.
1: The other thing too, just one more point that I'll make on that topic is, you know. I believe Mika Zibanejad is a free agent uh, in two years. He's got two more years left on his deal with the Rangers. If you bring in Jack Eichel, I don't know how you get Mika Zibanejad mm-hmm. resigned. And I, I don't want to say goodbye to Mika Zibanejad because he's obviously he's somebody that just keeps getting better and better uh, and coming off a career year with the Rangers. And, you know, I, I'd love to see him stick around, possibly even as the captain. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, like,
2: if 2020 has if taught me anything, anything is possible. <laughs> a- anything and
1: everything is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one last thing that I thought we could do here. Uh, you know, we talked about Taylor Hall a little bit. Uh, what did what was your reaction to seeing him uh, one-year, $8 million contract with Buffalo? Because obviously he's a former devil. They trade him to the Coyotes. Now he signs with the Sabres. Um, did that catch you by surprise as it did with me and a lot of other people, him going to the Sabres? Here's what I said, WTF. I'm like,
2: <laughs> I thought you said you wanted to win now. Why are you going to the Sabres? Sabres suck. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you might as well just <laughs> stay with the devils. Like reside with us because at least we have a few pieces that have potential. Whereas you just have Jack Eichel, who who, like you said, eats a lot eats up track, you got Stahl who's uh in the tail end of his career, one year deal, and and, and you sign with the Sabers for one year deal, I hate to break it to you, but they're not they're nowhere close to a championship or bus kind of team. They're they're no. like uh sneak into them. Like they're like what the devils are right now. We could potentially sneak into the playoff if and get lucky and get off to a good start, but uh, they're not championship or bust. They're they're like you know they're they're like playoff filler or bust.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. They're one of those fringe teams, and you know the way that things tend to work out for the Sabers. What'll probably happen is we'll get to the trade deadline this upcoming season. They'll be in about ninth place or so, and they'll think, oh man, let's go for it. Let's keep Taylor Hall and not trade him," and then they'll miss the playoffs, and they'll they will have signed him for absolutely nothing at that point. Well, uh, at least they didn't trade for
2: him. That's all I could say. That's the risk I have with. Uh... With uh, uh Murray, with Ryan Murray, because I fear that like, what if we lose him in free agency, and now we traded him for essentially nothing, or yeah. what if we trade him and that fifth round pick from the um from the Blue Jackets ends up becoming like a stud or something, and we 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 get the lesser half of that trade by trading him away, and we and we we'll, and our return package isn't that good, so, or what if he just gets injured and, and, and can't contribute, and he's signed long term to us, so. I, I see a lot of like uh, what ifs in my, in my scenario, and you know I'm reading a lot of reports saying we shouldn't fear um, that Ryan Murray will resign uh, long term with us. I'm like, if I know anything about contracts, nothing is set in stone until his name is cited signed on the, on the dotted line. So right. you know that that that's my thing, but you know that could just me being paranoid or whatever the case might be. Like I said, it it, it was a fifth round pick, you know. Last fifth round pick to do something You know huge you know you get a few Diamond interrupts here and there in the draft But it's not like we traded away at like our first or our second Round pick so you know right. that, it, it it It's Just a lot that can happen and just Stuff I take into consideration which is Okay I know it's exciting I know we have a Household player now but keep in mind You know here's his contract Situation and here's his injury
1: situation So that's just some of the Stuff I wonder yeah Absolutely. Well, I mean, I figure, uh, we can wrap up there, but, uh, Trey, this was a ton of fun. Just like the first time we will absolutely have to do this again, uh, sometime in the off season here, uh, before the puck drops for opening night next season. Right. I, I actually wanted to do a crossover with you after we got
2: uh, Lindsey Ruff, rough and I wanted to get your <laughs> opinions on it, but yeah, uh, I, you I, know, I'm
1: glad, I'm glad we did I, this crossover for what the second time. Yeah, I believe this is our second one. And, you know, I mean, with Lindy Ruff, I know a little bit of an underwhelming hire for the Devils. I just have a gut feeling he's going to do a little bit better than a lot of Devils fans think. I Maybe I'm just a glass-half-full kind of guy. Maybe I'm just wishing good for, you know, somebody who has an affiliation with the Rangers. But I don't know. I guess we'll have, just have to wait and see uh, what happens with Lindy Ruff there in New Jersey. Well, we, well, we have Mark Recchi to probably help us out, so... Uh, uh, uh I have some hope, not high hope, but some. All right, fair enough. All right, so, uh, yeah, Ranger fans, Devil fans, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.
0: Well, there it is. The end of the two-part crossover of me and John breaking down uh, some signings, some trades, uh, opinions around the league. We talked about all sorts of things. We were all over the board. And you know what? It's just so much fun to talk about hockey with a fellow Locked On colleague. I love doing crossovers, getting different perspectives. So I hope you guys enjoyed this two-parter and analysis between John Chick and myself. And there might be more in store because, you know, Rangers and uh, Devils, we have some history. We don't like each other. So, uh, yeah, expect some more crossovers. crossovers with johnny if i can help it so uh yeah that's about all the time i have for you guys today so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey i will catch you in the next episode so keep an ear out